brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia themed geek podcast long coat mafia podcast it is i the one the only reverend godfather aka the martinsburg madman aka this show's frontman and main host and as i've been saying for the past couple of days or a past couple of episodes uh this is for those who are coming off of, not just those who are coming off of AwesomeCon this past June 17th and 18th, but all of you who are gearing up for conventions the rest of the summer, whether large or small, and not to mention those of you who might not be able to go to any conventions uh, this, this summer season for whatever reason. That way you're able to get the con content from us. We might not be able to go to the same cons or conventions or what have you that you guys do, but at least you'll uh, have something from us. That's why we're doing this. Not to mention it's our anniversary season right now. So that's why we're doing all this along with our main episodes. So unless you see, unless you don't see a bonus anniversary episode at the 10 of it, end of it it's not it's our main episode of the week so yeah i understand our main episodes are going to get kind of uh drowned out by the uh anniversary episodes i get it but i digress uh and as also i was saying uh what y'all here are going to be like the uh, we'll be right back uh our retrospective intro uh maybe the intro for the interview or the uh panel if that and the interview or panel, then the outro stuff, and welcome back, and that's it, and our outro for the, the show. But in this episode, overall, uh, how can we not forget doing an anniversary episode without Monique Dupree? Uh, we've, we've kind of known Monique for uh, a while uh, or I've known of Monique Dupree for a long while because she's been in a good many uh, John Johnson Darkstone movies. And way back uh, a few years ago, I want to say back in 2018, she was at a four-state Comic-Con event. How can I not interview her? Plus, you're able to see her in our behind-the-scenes video for... Uh, Zero. When we were doing that, she appeared as a zombie in that movie. So we got a chance to speak to her and her partner at uh, who showed up along with her. So we had a good time with them uh, in filming Zero. So it was a wonderful day to spend with them and see them again. So how can we not forget or have an anniversary uh, episode without Monique Dupree? So what can I say but cue the music, George. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. You're listening to the Long Coat Mafia. Capiche? Hello, everyone. I'm here with the one and only Monique Dupree, who is who has classified herself as the original. How do you pronounce it? Gata. 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 Yes. Okay. Um, first off, how, what does that for those who don't know? What does that mean? Well, Gata is just Spanish for a cat. So I have an affinity to cats. I love cats. Um, I was given the name Gata 
but there are thousands of other gadas out there. So um, I came up with um, the original gada. Actually, I'm the true original gada is trademarked, and um, it's trademarked for a reason. But uh, it is something that um, is near and dear to me. Cats are near and dear to me as well. I'm a big cat lover. I love animals, but cats are my first love. So, <laughs> uh, let me just say that um, for the folks listening in on this, that Monique has done a lot. She's a wrestler. She is an actress, a model, a cosplayer, uh, and from what I heard, a, a budding singer as well. So, with her, there is a a lot to unpack and I mean that in the kindest and gentlest way possible um, if we may um, can we start off with your wrestling career sure um, uh, as many might who are not familiar with the wrestling genre how to other than the biological aspect how does being a female wrestler differ than the the man counterpart well, first, I have to say, because I got into wrestling because of Tommy Dreamer, and um, I owe him everything because he just basically uh, resurged my, my career, my brand, if you will. Uh, I started doing wrestling in a valet and managing capacity, so while I would take bumps, I don't want to take credit for, for being the female wrestlers that are out there that are putting their bodies on the line every day like they do. Uh, I don't want to take that kind of credit. I valet and I manage. And even though I do take bumps, even though it is uh, just as dangerous, it's it's, it's different. So, um, but I don't, I don't classify it as difference as far as male wrestlers and female wrestlers they all put their bodies on the line the same exact way they all train the same exact way you see these women are getting a chance to show the talent that they actually have because before they were more so eye candy you know uh, that, that was going to be my next right. one of my next questions now that they get to be eye candy and then show you look i can kick your ass too so i love that so with a, a mainstream like uh the wwe bring more of the female wrestler to the forefront with certain aspects that they are they can be technical they can be wrestlers other than what they did during the attitude era in reference to the uh, evening gown matches uh, I don't mean to come off yeah that way but but I mean look at ECW and look at how you know no pun intended saying hardcore but look at how hardcore those those women were they looked good they were in little skimpy outfits, but boy, could they go. I mean, go back and watch it. It's, it they, everybody that was a part of the original ECW was, was extreme and hardcore. And I've seen a lot of women on the indie circuit, even before WWE started really recognizing females as the talent that they are. I've seen plenty of women on the indie circuit that were showing their talent left and right. You know, like I said, me being my age, because I'm in my 40s, I got into this business to help my daughter, who is in her 20s, and we come out together as the double Duprees. So we start trouble. You know, I've taken some bumps, uh, especially from Dreamer himself. And, um, but right now, I do things in the capacity of behind the scenes and or valeting and managing. Have you well. seen the insurgents uh, that might be the wrong word for it um 
and I should say an increase in the independent market now with uh, the independent wrestling circuit. As far as? Uh, as far as attendance, uh, meaning that fans can't really get to or afford oh, no. a WWE event. So There's always been the indie, the underground independent wrestling movement has always been pretty grand. It was just that a lot of people on the mainstream did not know it, you know. So there's always been, and it depends on where you are and how it's promoted too, but there's always been a great attendance for these independent shows. So um, I'm, I'm seeing now that to me, independent as, in terms of quality of wrestling and stuff is really taking over uh, in terms of wrestling, period. So I love it. Okay, uh, to kind of move on to your acting career, uh, how did you get you started in, in, in that? Um, well, I started acting when I was 13, so that means I've been in this business for three decades, <laughs> uh, which is so crazy to say. But I got my start doing my first film, Lean On Me. Um, and I was just like a featured extra where I worked like five or six days on set but I got to meet like Lynn Thigpen and you know my brother was in the movie Tony Todd and uh, I got to meet Robert Guillaume and uh, Morgan Freeman for only a second but that when I was on that set that was my first time ever on a set I thought oh my god this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life and it, you know the rest is history from there uh I'm not going to take away from your claim in any way, shape, or form, but there have, I think you've mentioned it a couple of times uh, online that you are the first ever African American or person of color screen queen. That was something uh, that was given to me. Uh, who gave you that? that I, Debbie Roshan was the first person to ever say the first black screen queen. Um, she didn't say it to me, she said it to the public. And it was something. Go ahead and say it on fan on Fangoria Radio. He's right. Uh, She said it on air on Fangoria Radio when she and Dee Snyder used to be a part of Fangoria uh, Radio when they used to do Fangoria. Do you remember that? Um, not offhand. Okay, well, Fangoria Radio, and then we used to do Fangoria conventions and whatnot. Uh, That was when she said that, and I pretty much took it and ran with it because you know how when uh, someone starts to dub you that way uh, (laughs) you know when somebody starts to dub you that way uh, other people will start to jump on the bandwagon so to speak and go first black screen queen I noticed that a lot of black women that do horror don't want to take a title of first black screen queen or something like that because they don't want to be pigeonholed to a genre. I, however, I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. I don't see an, an issue with it for me personally. Um, so that was something that was dubbed to me and then it was written on my Wikipedia and then so it just kind of went from there. So it's it, in a way it's an honor for you to be yeah, recognized as some Right. You know, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but the the goddess of of scream queens to me said the first black scream queen Monique Dupree and I took that because I love Debbie Roshan she and Lloyd Kaufman are you know people responsible 
for me being a staple in the horror genre. If it were not for them, I don't think that I would have been able to do the, the films that I've done. And even though they've been independent, yes, as far as uh, horror, I've done over a hundred film and television projects to date. And I think that that's pretty darn good for somebody who is on an independent level. <laughs> Which is very impressive. And uh, I know recently there has, I think both you and I were part of the same posting reference to uh, how some women are treated on independent horror sets in reference right. to to that. Um, I, and I'm familiar with, not personally, right. that there it, there can be some uh, wizards in a way uh, regards to filmmaking. Uh, how would you approach young women coming into this industry uh, that to help them avoid the the lizards or the snakes in the industry that want to just see them or use them for to do something against them? I, I, how should I put this? politely and yeah I, I think you know what I'm trying I, to say. I do I do um, I have to I always say just as I would tell my girls be careful understand what you're getting yourself into research to me research is key somebody's interested in something okay cool look them up see what they've done see if you can read about you know experiences that people have had but you know also go with your gut instinct a lot of people are just so gung-ho on you know especially my young ladies that want to be a part of the business you know they get an offer and they're like hey I have an offer and then they're running toward it you know with eyes wide shut as I like to say and not paying attention to the things around it like you don't know anything about this company you don't you don't know anything about this person you know you can't just go in because somebody's offering you something and because you want to be famous air quotes and and jump in you have to be cautious with anything that you do anything that you do this is no different I mean if anything this is worse you have to be extra cautious especially you know as young women coming into this business because it's a brutal brutal business so I, all I have to say is be careful go with your gut instinct research always research ask questions ask lots of questions if people are uncomfortable with you asking questions and giving you answers then you don't need to deal with them you know because a legit company should be able to answer your your basic right. questions of your needs or concerns of stuff for your safety if they can't do that or not willing to do that, then they're no good. And also, uh, I'm sure you would agree that, for the most part, if they, if that particular person, I'm not naming names no, or, no, or um, that this is pretty much geared to a lot of the young ladies that they don't. Again, to reiterate what you said, they don't have to, in essence, take off their top yeah. or their clothes in order to get into to the get, business. Absolutely. Anytime so. that I've done a role where I've done nudity, it was because I understood I was doing the nudity. I understood how much I was doing. When I didn't want to do it, I said I didn't want to do it. I've had this situation happen to me twice where somebody expected me to be nude and I said, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And no matter how angry they got or what the situation was, I stuck to my guns. I still got to complete my film 
and I don't care how you see me as coming off, but there was nothing saying in any contract anywhere that I had to do this, that, or the other. So I stuck to my guns and said I didn't want to. Just because I've gotten nude before doesn't mean that you have a right to say, well, you did it before, so why can't you do it now? Well, it doesn't call for it, and I don't want to do it. And how about that's not what we agreed to as well. So, yeah, you just have to be careful and don't get pressured into doing something in order to stay on a set. It's not worth it. It's not. Yeah. For folk, ladies out there listening, do it. Do what Mr. Pree said. You, you don't have to do something you don't want to do. Stay firm. Stay strong out there. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And you recently, you've kind of went into the directorial role with uh, Shadow Hunters. Shadow Hunters, uh, can you Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I wanted to try my hand at directing. <laughs> um, <laughs> my husband said that he thought I would be uh, pretty good at it because I used to like direct videos on YouTube and stuff like that. I would do my own stuff. And um, I said, okay, let me try it. Well, while I enjoyed it, here's the issue for me. I decided to direct, produce, and act in, and distribute the same film. That was the craziest thing I ever decided to do, and that won't happen again? <laughs> Not like that. If I'm going to direct something, I want to have everybody else doing everything else, and I'll just direct maybe do a little cameo but other than that because it's very very stressful when you take on many hats and you're doing something new luckily I had uh, John Johnson from Darkstone Entertainment to assist me he wrote the script um, and assisted me in the the directing so I had really seasoned hands helping me and it also helped that he edited the film because I could not edit that as well I did too many other things but it was a great experience and um i really do want to do it again just not the way i did it the first time so it's a very much a, a learning experience it is you live and you learn so i learned that if i'm gonna direct i'm just going to direct and that's it and what what has your favorite role been so far uh, it would have to be um bachelor party in the bungalow of the damned um the little indie cult classic where um i was a i was actually a a vampire pretending to be a regular stripper um, and I had all the makeup on and I had teeth on my boobs and uh, a bunch of teeth on my face and um, that was my favorite by far one of my favorite films to do today you're also a cosplayer and a model I want to kind of put them all in the same or similar yeah. basket um, what has that experience? How did you get you started being a model, or has one has like wrestling led to model or? Well, modeling is is something that's been interwoven through everything that I've done throughout my life because I started out modeling at the age of nine for my uncle, and then I would do little photo shoots for the fashion shows, and then you know, like I said, and I started acting, and then you have to do pictures and still photography for stuff like that and um, you know by the time wrestling came along I was already seasoned in like doing photography and stuff like that but uh, it's all interwoven in and 
I would say that modeling is something that I truly enjoy. It was kind of how I got into cosplay because I married an uber nerd. <laughs> and um, then we started discussing uh, cosplay. Like he said, you know, if you dressed up as this person, it would be, you know, really cool and this and that. And then I, I cosplayed Vixen, my own version of Vixen. And I was heavier at the time. But uh, he did the photo shoot, uh, Anthony S. Thomas Photography. He did the photo shoot, and then the rest was history from there. So modeling and cosplay has gone hand in hand uh, with me. But modeling in particular has been interwoven through everything I've done from the age of nine to now. You know, even with my theater stuff, and we don't even ever touch on my theater stuff, but that was something that was happened for a short period in my life. I've done a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, I enjoy entertaining. And, and now you're, from what I hear, starting to sing and do be a musician. Well, I've been singing for years. Uh, it was just that people had just started acknowledging me as such. We had a band. Right now, the band is kind of defunct, and I hope to uh, at least bring part of the band back to life. We had a, a band called uh, Negro Kyle, and. Um, me and my husband were the forefronts, like he does spoken word and rap and I would sing and then we had a live band behind us. So that uh, music can still be found on Reverb Nation, even if you just look up the original Gata, you can hear some of our songs. I think Grendel is the song that's on there right now, but um, I've been singing all my life for as long as I've been talking. I've been singing and performing and that's what I mean, I've always entertained. This is just something that I feel like um, I've been meant to do in my life is to entertain in particular. I don't know which one I'm better at or stronger at, so to speak. It's just that I love them all. So which one, uh, right now, which one have you, are you enjoying more, so to speak? Um, it's a... It's a toss-up. I enjoy acting the most, but I also enjoy wrestling, but on the back end, oddly enough. Not being out there, but the producing aspect of wrestling and watching everybody else go out. I enjoy that, but um, my roots are based in acting. Uh, horror, I'd love to start doing some more comedies uh, because I grew up loving comedy. And that's actually what got me into acting. It's like uh, Lucille Ball. And I even used to watch Benny Hill, even though that was, wasn't much of acting. But, you know, I watched Benny Hill. Um, you know, Carol Burnett. I grew up loving this stuff, The Honeymooners. I watched it religiously. So I, I would just love to get back into acting more so than I have been and um, explore my comedy roots. Well. One last thing. Uh, what What are you working on now? Uh, any um, projects in the works are coming out shortly well, that we should I, keep an eye out for? I just finished working on Darknet with uh, Darkstone Entertainment. John Johnson is the director of that. I just finished Shakespeare's Shitstorm with Trauma's own Lloyd Kaufman. Anybody that knows independent films, he is the godfather of independent films. He's been doing it since 1974. Uh, when Trauma was first founded, and that is my age, so he's been doing films for as long as I've been alive. Um, and uh, other than that, I've been I'm doing wrestling. I will be uh, performing as a wrestler on uh, December the first in Waukesha, Wisconsin, at House of Hardcore, 
and also December the 8th uh, at a House of Hardcore in Philadelphia, PA. And all of that information can be found by going to houseofhardcore.net. To see anything that I'm up to, you can go to moniquedupree.com. And thank you so much. All, thank you. all Mr. Priest links will be provided in our description, thank you. along with her fan page on Facebook. And I truly appreciate this. Again, thank you so thank much. Thank you. It's a Lanco Mafia podcast! You screwed it up. You're listening to the Long Coat Mafia. Capish. And welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed going down memory lane with us in this bonus anniversary retrospective episode. And uh, let me just say, it's always it's always been nice to see Monique Dupree. She is one of a kind. If I didn't mention it at the start of this show, uh, she's not only an actress, she's a model. She's done, done uh, bits on... Uh, High Impact Wrestling, she's she's done a lot, as you heard in this episode, and it's great to see her every time, uh, and getting catching, cat, caught up with her and uh, her partner, so it, it's very wonderful to meet them, te- them both. Uh, so, let me just say this before we close out, uh, as I've been closing out with uh, the other episodes, we are partnered with W Energy. Uh, if you want to buy something that is zero sugar or low sugar, uh, W might be the product for you because they advertise zero sugar and the energy that you might need for your gaming nights, whether it be Dungeons and Dragons or video games. So if you're interested in picking up uh, a t-shirt, stickers, um, their energy drinks, or, uh, or the little mugs that they go into um, and sent starter packs and so forth and so on. You may do so by going to w.gg, that's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G, and at checkout, enter in code LCM Podcast for 10% off. All the details are in the description of this show for you. So, uh, that um, let me just say this for those of you who, before you say anything, uh, the Everything on the site is too expensive, but we want to support the show. You can just head on over to our GoFundMe. Links are in the description down below, as always. And if you're able to shoot, if uh, the site allows you to shoot us a buck or two, shoot us a buck or two. We'd be happy and grateful for it. And you guys and gals out there that do so, guess what? We have a challenge for that. And that is, if you might notice in the main episodes, I tell everybody, I'm a gamer and I'm wearing a bikini. Uh, and if you guys help break that goal of a thousand dollars, I will. I, when we I close out a main episode, I will reveal that I'm wearing a bikini. I will go out, I'll buy one, and I'll wear one just for you guys and gals. Just for that, I will wear one. Just for fits and figgles for all of you out there. So, uh, for those of you uh, who can't do that, um, don't want to do GoFundMe for whatever reason, you don't like the site, you don't trust them, whatever, we do have a Patreon, it's at the lowest we can make it at $3, you'll get behind the scenes, uh, stuff that we might, uh, not use as clips, um, we'll put there, or if there's a question in the episode that we're making towards, uh, all of you out there listening, or viewing the main uh, episode, uh, we'll clip it and put it there. We'll do polls on our Patreon if and when we need need to do polls. Uh, we'll also do um, 
full will post full episodes, raw episodes up prior to them posted up on YouTube. Uh, and who knows what else? We might do some exclusive content there as well. So who knows what we'll have there for all of you. Uh, there will be exclusive stuff, stuff for just members there. It's three bucks plus we'll give you shout outs on all our uh, audio programs, meaning if you're um, Energy Drinker 1, uh, we'll say something at the end of the show saying thank you Energy Drinker 1, uh, Energy Drinker 2, or Podcast Listener 3, or something like that. We'll, we'll put your name in the show as thanks. Uh, it might be at the beginning, might be at the end, I don't know. So either way, but let me also say this. Before you even say, hey, what about us who can't afford $3, we can't afford a buck or two, or we can't afford du- and we can't afford Dubby, but we want to support your channel nonetheless, we're broke AF. So I get you, I understand. Uh, I'm not going to uh, chastise you for that. Uh, what kind of uh, godfather and Martinsburg madman What would I be if I did something like that. I don't want to be like one of those scumbags. I'm not one of those scumbags. I get you. I understand. I'm humble. So, uh, it, for those of you who are broke AF, you know what? Subscribing to our YouTube channel helps us. Subscribing to us either on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, or Spotify helps us. Not to mention, share, liking and sharing our tweets helps us. Uh, subbing, I don't know if I said it, subbing on YouTube likes us. Watching our videos helps us. Listening to our programs helps us. Um, sharing our posts on Facebook helps us. All the our links to everything is in our description down below. So help us out in one way, shape, or form. And I will tell you this. Those of you who help us financially, I will post up receipts in regards to what that money is spent on. So you're not... That way you're secure and you know what that we're not just taking your money and running with it. It will help us with new or newish equipment. It will help us uh, if uh, a friend of the show comes down and picks me up to go to an event, whether it be a four-state Comic-Con, a local uh, event in Winchester, or a Hagerstown. Uh, it helps pay for, it'll help pay for gas if they want to take gas money. If we have to stay overnight at a location, it helps pay for a hotel, food, etc. All that stuff will help us. And again, if you want receipts, we will post up receipts to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if need be. So do not worry about that. We'll hide your name and address and everything else, or we'll hide out, hide any um, private information so no one is doxxed. So uh, you don't have to worry about that. So and plus, we'll give you again. We'll give you shout outs on our show. So uh, you will, no worries. Uh, we will always be humble in that regards. That being said, I'm the Reverend Godfather, aka the Martinsburg Madman, and I am out of here. See you next episode. You've been listening to the Long Coat Mafia Podcast, the Internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast.